We start now. Cool. Welcome to Resurrections in Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. I spent the last weekend at the Tampa Bay Comic Con and I had a great time. I saw several cool panels, a lot of fantastic cosplay, and I also managed to snag the last two Thanos original graphic novels by Starlin at a combined price of $8 less than the original cover price of just one. Score! Also managed to get another commission done in my original artwork project. Not sure how long was the last time I mentioned that. Probably last year when I went to last con. So just in case, refresh your memory. I had been thinking for a little while about getting commissions done stuff, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Was it just going to be random characters or some kind of theme? And then I realized, duh, I got the show. So I'm getting commissions on all the characters in the Adam Thanos quote-unquote family, so to speak. All the characters associated with them. Pip, Gamora, Mentor, Marvel, etc. When I go to get these done, basically at cons, I don't go in there deciding, I'm going to get a Thanos this year. I kind of go in, I look at the different artists that are there, I mean, the ones I can afford, and I see who I think would be good with different types of characters. This time, I found artist Asia Martinez, and I thought she would do a great moon dragon. And I think I was right. Now, one thing I didn't get to do this past week was finish editing the second part of Brian and my conversation about Captain Marvel 32. And this is where Asia steps in again. She graciously agreed to do a short interview while giving her hand a break from doing commissions. That's why we have this little mini-episode out. Giving me time to get the Captain Marvel 32 episode finished and out in about two weeks. And without further ado, we are here at Tampa Bay Comic Con and we are... I know, I've actually sounded professional for a second. Don't worry, it goes away. (laughs) (laughs) And we are here with the artist who did the Moon Dragon Commission, which I already put up on the uh, webpage and the uh, t- on the Twitter. There's a link on there onto the show notes. Go go tr- go hit that, and you'll see it. And let's introduce ourselves to Asia Martinez. I uh, run my booth at the convention here, and the booth name is it's pretty simple. It's Asia Martinez Studios. Okay, and you're at other cons too, or just doing this one usually? I, I do do a lot of cons, but I recently have been trying to reduce them because I go to too many and burn myself out, so I'm pacing myself now. That's the word for it, pacing myself. Okay, so everyone saw the artwork, hopefully. So what got you, what did you get into first? I mean, were you into comics, animation, just drawing itself, and that led to being into you know those other types of associated things? Or did you get into those and then go, I want to draw these, and start there? I've been drawing since before I can remember, which sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but 
the earliest things I ever did was replication. My mom actually noticed that I was doing repetitive squiggles and she figured I was trying to copy her handwriting. So she started drawing basic shapes like squares and triangles and I started doing those. And then it was from then on I was copying everything and then I started doing more realistic sketches in high school and then I sadly had a big hiatus where I joined the army for a while and my, my art got very dark. But then I went to college and it came back and was awesome again. So I now have like a large variety of stuff and I'm always trying to find a new dynamic to improve upon. A lot of my art right now does look very anime style because I can't draw eyes very well. So it's something I'm taking a personal endeavor to work on and get better at. I'm also trying to see if I can do less pinup style and do more telling a story with a single illustration so it actually has more going for it. And I felt like mine, at least the commission did for me, tells like oh. it's telling a story. Oh, that makes me feel very happy. I'm getting there. Like I'm it. getting better. Cool. <laughs> I tried different styles. Like I tried using just dots for eyes. I did dots for eyes here. I'm trying to do different shapes. I'm, I'm being trying to try different ideas because there's a, there's always what, more than one way to skin a cat so I'm, I'm trying a bunch of different ways. I haven't honed in on the one that works best for me yet. But I got, I've got, I've got some other stuff down. I like drawing things tall and long, kind of like a, kind of like a fashion model. How like fashion illustrations, they're 11 heads tall versus the normal, which is eight heads tall. Mm, okay. That stretches out the form. I love how elegant that looks, and it's something that kind of is reflected in a lot of my art sometimes. That's why, like, in some of my pieces, like the peacock piece, she's very long and elegant. That's just, that's just something that I lean towards. I love that style. Now, do you get to work? with art or is this or is day job completely unrelated to art sadly day job is unrelated to work but life has recently changed i have a lot more free time because i have wanted to pursue this as a full-time thing i'm just not good at managing myself so i've been branching out to my friends and having them be my managers i've been hiring bosses so to speak so i can do my best to get better and get out there because one day i do hope to have this be what sustains what you me. do yes your life Yes. Yeah, you don't have to worry about, I don't have free time for this. This is your work time. Yes, exactly. Plus, hopefully that might actually ease up from free time because now free time doesn't have to be just work, just doing yeah. this extra work. Sometimes it could be like, what are you doing? Are you playing video games? No, no, no. I'm doing research. Research. This is research. <laughs> hey, if you can count it as research, that counts. I want to get back real quick, though. You said you joined the Army. That's usually not the normal um, <laughs> career path for people who are doing who are artists, usually it's things that they can do where they can have plenty of free time to do the art or just whatever soul-sucking thing I have to do because I, my art's on the fair time. Usually not military. How, how did you get into that? That's interesting. It was, it was, uh, I've always respected the military a lot, and I don't feel ashamed in saying this because a lot of people join the Army for this reason, but for me it wasn't the main reason. It was just the last straw. I needed money for college. I thought about joining the army or the military in general several times, but when I realized I couldn't move on to college, I grew up in a small town. It was Idaho Falls, Idaho. All my friends stayed at home and it was very comfortable, very leisure. It's one of those quiet places that will suck you in like quicksand. I was like, I gotta get out of here. I gave myself one year. I'm like, if I'm not in college or out of this town in one year, I'm joining the service. Oh, so it's like one of those things where like you kind of just... You become your parents, and your kids become you, yeah, and they yes. become you. Because and I was like, the cycle has to end. I need to get out of here. If you want out of that, then you have to find some drastic way out. There, if I didn't get out, there was no way my art was going to grow any bigger than what it was. And the army was great. It taught me a lot of a lot of patience, a lot of perseverance. And when I went to college, I feel like I got more out of college than my peers did because of the ethics that I learned in the military. 
I was able to manage my time. I was able to pay attention. I was able to stay awake in class. I can imagine a lot of discipline is learned there, and that help probably helps with this as well. And to my army buddies out there, they probably, I hope you laughed your butt off because they will know what I mean by stay awake in class. Get your head off a kickstand or stand up in the back. I would do all those things to stay awake in college, so. Yeah, because I know I went to college right after high school because basically it was get a car and go to a community college and live at home or go to school school that was about two or three hours away where I didn't have to live at home. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to there where the party is. <laughs> I mean, I graduated, but... That's good. That's but good. still, it was. There were times that it was like, when was the last time I went to class? I don't remember. The the irregularity of college always messed with me. I was like, I would wake up after having been arting all night, and I'm like, do I have class today? What day of the week is it? What? And I would be halfway through running and getting dressed, and I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. I don't have class till Wednesday, and I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> Finally, I finally got myself to that. Although in the beginning, first semester, I, I got, got accepted late. My first, I had to take what class were left. I had an 8 to 10 o'clock class, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Fresh bit first semester. So, and then your first semester of being free with that and being able to be up all night and do things. And then, like, I'd be class at 8 a.m. That didn't work out very well. In the 30th century, there are many dangers. Among them, hostile aliens, mad sorcerers, and guys in funny purple robes. But the worst of all of these would be continuity reboots. Having a problem telling which boy or girl or lad or lass is which? Which karate kid are you actually reading? Or what is the deal with all those legionnaires in Superman's books right now? We can help you with that. So climb into the time bubble with Paul, Darren, Matt, and Scott every Monday for in-depth analysis of the Legion of Superheroes mythos, including retro reviews, current Legion comic chat, and more fun than you can shake a Martian ice cream cone at. Legion of Substitute Podcasters, forged in the present by stories of the future. www.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com I was wondering if you'd be interested to know that I, I've done conventions enough now that I get a lot of the same frequent questions from young artists and things. And would it be okay if I, oh, the right. advice that I always give, could oh, I share that's it? that's awesome. Yes. Well, uh, one of the things I always tell people, a common question I get is, how do I sell art at a convention? I always tell people, share with a buddy the first time and bring water. Always bring water. I have, For people listening right now, I have a cup of water in my hand right now. Because you talk so much and you tell people and you nerd out and you squee, you're going to get dry and you're going to need water. But the other thing is share with someone. Preferably share a table with someone who's been there before. That way you can learn from seeing what they do. Sharing sharing a table with someone splits costs and it helps you manage things. That's a great idea. But uh, as far as drawing is concerned, there's something I call the copy machine philosophy. A copy of a copy of a copy degrades over time. And a lot of young artists, they see cartoons and they love cartoons. So they start drawing cartoons. But cartoons are a copy of the original. The original is the human body. The original is real life. Try to draw from photos. Try to draw from people that you see. And then try to draw cartoons. It will come out so much better. So start with real people yep. and then eventually you get to Mickey Mouse or yes uh, Steven Universe or what what have you because yes. you've already known how to draw an actual kid yeah. now you can draw the can the cartoon kid exactly the last thing is is just perseverance everyone always asks me how I how I've gotten as good as I am at my current state or how do you draw hands so well that's a big one and the thing is it's just perseverance the, it doesn't matter if it's art if it's sports if it's if it's touching your nose with your tongue whatever it is you want to do in life do it all the time as much as you can because the more you do it the more time you put into it the better it's going to get hands down it doesn't matter what it is it, but as long as you do it all the time if you're sometimes you're drawing sometimes you're playing sports sometimes you're doing this if you're all over the place 
You'll be a jack of all trades and master of none. But if you dedicate your time to one thing consistently, you will get good at it. And it doesn't have to be art. It can be anything. That's pretty good. Um, I have something else I want to ask you, but now, unfortunately with me, sometimes you put a thought on my head, now I get stuck there, so hold on. I want to see something. Okay. Can't touch my nose with my tongue. Just all of a sudden I had to try. That's all. I'm starting to pay attention, but I'm like, I'm sitting there going, can I do that? Can I do that? Can I do that? <laughs> now, most of your stuff, like here I see, is all just prints. You know, they're like, uh, yes. they're one shots, like little pinups, basically, like you said before, or posters, whatever you want to call it. Okay. But I did notice in your card, and unfortunately I got home late last night, so I didn't get a chance to look. You have a comic strip? Or a comic yes. book? Or a comic... Exactly. Yes. I didn't get a chance to look, so I couldn't really... It's a bit on hiatus because... I have the story written out. There is a beginning, middle, and end. So unlike most comic books, it shouldn't go on a story-based hiatus. But the problem was, is once I actually started compiling it and making the pages, they're all storyboarded out, but the process I was using was too long-winded. And it, it, it was taking me like two weeks to make one panel. And I'm, I'm doing something wrong. So it's just mm. a technology thing. I got a new program, and I'm just... I'm trying to learn how to use it so I can get it done faster and easier so that way I could put out new content every week because that's the that's the rhythm I want. I want to have a weekly rhythm to it. Have one new thing every week and I can't keep up with it. And consistency so, is good for things like that. I don't that want the art to consistently drastically change because I'm using a different program. So I'm trying to see if I can just maybe start over because I only got four pages into it. So I'm going to see if I can really get down to it. And the fun thing is, is I liked making... Not un, the non-static things movable in it. Something like a candle flicker. That's something if I put the comic book into print, I could you could just see a candle. But on the the web comic, that thing would be moving. That's why it was also taking so long because I had small animations inside the comic book, which made it a little bit more interesting. And well, that's that's the gist of the comic book, though. But what's it what's it about, by the way, real quick? Oh, it's the Night Clinic. It's about an 1880s nurse she's uh or not nurse i'm sorry i apologize she's not a nurse she's a doctor doctor in training she's in college and the thing is is there are creatures that go bump in the night and sometimes they get bumped back and they hurt and they need a doctor nobody believes in them and none of them have anyone of medicine how is uh, like uh, a vampire who's thousands and thousands of years old if he gets dead man's poison he's like i'm doomed i'm just gonna have to lob off the arm but a the doctor, the doctor that she studies under is Dr. Lester, and he will be like, no, 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 just just let me put my hand on this window with the sunlight and put it on you and purge that out. And like, I would have never thought of using sunlight to purge dead man's blood from my arm. They don't know, they don't know enough to study the dangerous aspects of medicine outside their own thing. So a thousand-year-old vampire would have never thought of a cure that someone who is actually trained medically would do. And you follow Beth. She's the doctor that you follow. You follow her as she's learning from him. Nobody wants to take her as an apprentice because she's a female and uh, the man's 1800s. Yeah. And everyone thinks he's crazy because he's the crazy doctor who believes in monsters that go bump in the night. They go, that guy thinks he cures monsters. And he's like, eh, I don't care about you guys. He just goes on because to him it's about helping them. Nobody else is there to help them and he wants to be that one. And you follow her as she learns the differences between taking care of humans and taking care of supernatural creatures. I just need to keep making it. <laughs> well, once you get it figured out, then at least you yeah. can get back to it. But like you said, you got to work on the program. Yeah. But... It's, it's, it's nice to me that it's a logistical kind of thing. It's like a technical aspect because the story is there. It does exist. There is a beginning, middle, and end and it will have a conclusion that, that it can be finished. It won't go on hiatus because the writer ran out of stuff because I've got it. I've made it all. You know I where just, it's going to go. I just need to make it. <laughs> well, that's cool. 
thank you very much for your time. I'd really appreciate it. And real quick, tell, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, and thank you for making me feel special. Oh, no problem. And real quick, uh, let, let everyone know again where they can find you and your stuff so they know. Well, my name to. is Asia Martinez. That's also my website, asiamartinez.com. The email is my name, martinezasia at gmail.com. Uh, you can always find me on the internet, and I'll always be posting what events that I'll be going to in the future. We're here at Tampa Bay Comic Con right now, and I'm having a blast. If you find me at a convention, you don't have to buy anything. You can just come by my booth and say hi. I love nerding out with people. All the things I make are things that I'm a fan of. So if you see a poster of, say, SWAT Cats or Steven Universe or Rapunzel, I made those posters because I'm a huge fan. And if you like them, I like them too, and we can geek out together. So I hope to see people at another convention. Just find me on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever it is, and I'll be posting what events I'll be at there. And I'll put links for all these things on the show notes, so you can just find them very easily there. Just go click. All right, thank you again. Thank you. We want to know what you think. Did you like the episode? Did you not like the episode? Did it raise any questions for you? Do you have anything you want me to pass along to Asia? Or you could do it yourself with the links I put in the show notes. But either way, let us know what your thoughts are. You can send us a message on Facebook by going to our Facebook page and liking it and commenting on there. It's very simple to find us on Facebook. Just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos in the search box where what pops up. Go to our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. Talk to us on Twitter, at AdamThanosPod. And of course, you could always send an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. Speaking of all these other pages, I'd like to continue on what I've been doing and thanking a few people who've been following us, our page on Tumblr. Thank you. Okay, this one's rough. Jasudney? It's spelled J-C-U-D-N-E-Y. I have this urge to call it J.C. Udney, but it's not that. It's just one word, but Jasudney? I want you to write in, because I want to know how to pronounce that. Thank you, though, for following us on Tumblr. Also, thank you to this-ones-optimistic, Mightiness, Galactus 12, and Sherlock and Iron Man. And that's one word as well. Sherlock and not and, and Iron Man. Now, when episode 63 was released, there was a couple of people who liked it on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you to Richard Field and Jason Snick Venable, who liked it on Twitter, and also an extra thank you to Jason for retweeting that. Now, as far as Facebook goes, that episode was liked by Paul from Back to the Bins, and he also made a couple comments on there, telling us that that was his first issue and exposure to Captain Marvel right off the spinner rack. In fact, at the time, he didn't even know who Drax was. He thought it was just a poorly drawn vision, which I can see. Thank you, Paul. And of course, if you want more podcast wackiness from me, you can go check out the Pop Culture Palace at thepopculturepalace.com. And the shows from the Pop Culture Palace Presents feed will all be hosted on there. We're talking Al's Bronze Age Mystery Box, a regularly scheduled programming, and one or two other ones to follow. And of course, this show can be found on iTunes, Podbean, Internet Archive at archive.org, and this show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. I'd like to thank Asia again for taking the time to talk to me when she could have been resting. Now, Asia wasn't the only person I interviewed at the con. I did manage to get two others. To hear them, 
go to the Pop Culture Palace Presents feed. There'll be an episode out just a few days after this one, and one next week with the other interviews. After that, come back here, where Brian will be back for the second half of Captain Marvel 32. See you then. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended, or happening, or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. She graciously agreed.